It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today we have special guest Cyrus from the Locked On Wizards podcast. Wait, 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 I don't come. have a last name. <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> I have to give you crap for that. It's, it's <laughs> a hard Locked name. I get it. I'm sorry. From the Locked On Warriors podcast. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Jordan Poole trade here. Let's get started. <laughs> you are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Um, you know, Cyrus, I, I just I just thought we were so cool. We're just gonna, you know, keep it on a first name basis. But, you know, <laughs> That's wanna, all good, dude. You know, My last out. name, I I was on the prices right. Oh, sorry, I was on the prices right like uh, 21 years ago or something like that. And I remember seeing the face of Rod Roddy, uh, rest in peace. Who was the MC man trying to pronounce like looking at my last name? The producers had spelled it out phonetically for him, but he still had to like just stare at it. And it was like a whole second of dead hair on that show. Hey, my last name's crazy, man. All, all good. I just giving you a hard time. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's a cool last name. I, I like your uh, Twitter handle. Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Though. I like your Twitter handle as well. Uh, Dog Thanks, Surf man. Roadshow as well. So make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's coming on today from the Lockdown Warriors podcast just to talk about the, the trade and um, give us some insight about Jordan Poole and his time with the Warriors, what we can expect here in D.C. And then at the end, we'll talk about uh, Ryan Rollins and Pat Bowman Jr. But uh, just to start it off, we just want to start off with uh, Jordan Poole and his journey um, since he was the 28th pick. Also, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Uh, first time you just can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And then uh, happy holiday, everybody. Happy fourth to everybody out there as well listening. Um, so I just want to get started with Jordan Poole's journey, uh, the 28th pick in the draft. Um, how was his developmental process? Because I know he had a rocky uh, rookie season. Um, and then he developed into a guy that, that got huge minutes and a, a key player for the Warriors in their title run. 
Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, the Wash the Washington Wizards just got a player who was the sixth man on a world title team. I mean, uh, he's just a year removed from that. Uh, and look, he was the twenty eighth pick in the draft. <clears throat> Sorry, I just experienced pu- puberty there. Uh, he was the twenty eighth pick in the draft. Um, you, you don't expect a lot from a player drafted that low. So when he first came in, first of all, pre- he was projected to go even lower. Like he was supposed to be a second round pick. The the Warriors. And supposedly Mike Dunleavy Jr. That was apparently like his big, big uh, uh, draft pick uh, in a year when he was the assistant GM. He, he, I think he was just a year removed from being a scout. And he was very high on Jordan Poole. The, the team listened to him, went with him. Um, he was very inconsistent his rookie year. But then his second year, he spent a lot of time in the G League uh, in Santa Cruz. That's where the Warriors G League team plays. And something changed there. That's where his game really developed. It was a, it was a combination of being more selective with his shot. Um, it was a combination of having more court awareness in terms of his teammates. And when he came back from Santa Cruz, this was in 2021, uh, he, all of a sudden he turned in. So you start seeing glimpses of the player he is now, the player that, you know, earned a contract that pays him, you know, 120 something million over four years on including incentives. So, yeah, he's, you know, and then and then the, the championships year, you started seeing even more of it. He became the sixth man. Uh, as a starter, he's exemplary. He's not quite the same player coming off the bench. Um, and then last year, his scoring went up, but almost everything else kind of either flat, they were kind of uh, stayed consistent from the year before, kind of regressed a little bit. But overall, I mean, look, for what you gave up, I think you got to steal. I, I think if you're a Wizards fan, you're stoked. This is a player who can, in theory, score 30 points a game. He might. I don't know what his usage rate is going to be with the Wizards, but he should be stoked, man. He's a good player. Right, yeah, his usage rate is going to be pretty darn high because I think he, between him and Kuz, they're they're both going to be 1A, 1B. They're going to, they're going to get a lot of shots up for sure. But um, I like hearing that about his work ethic. I mean, he's a guy, like you said, came from the G League, worked hard, improved, and I think he's going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder. So, I'm excited to see what he does in D.C. because he's going to get way more of an opportunity here um, to be the lead guy for sure. Um, and just to add to that real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but like for his work mm-hmm. ethic, it's exemplary. Like like Jordan Poole, the re- I think that a huge reason why he even got the opportunities he did with the Warriors is because him and Steph were always 1A, 1B in terms of who was in the arena slash gym first. Uh, he's got an exceptional work ethic. He's again, it's either him or Steph who's always first uh, to arrive. Uh, him and Steph are always the last to leave. Um, work is not something he's afraid of doing, which is not something you say about every NBA player. So you're getting someone who does care. You're getting someone who does uh, put in the effort to be the best player imaginable. So that, that's, yeah, that's a huge positive for Jordan Poole. And I think Washington Wizards fans will be stoked on that. Yeah, that, that gets me excited. Excited, that gets me pumped up because I, I believe that th- I think this change of scenery is going to be huge for him, and I, I think he's a player that can certainly as- ascend. Um, Brandon, you can go ahead. Agreed. Oh, I agree too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about. Um, there was a good, you know, a couple of videos about his interaction in the locker room, and obviously, the, you know, the video Draymond Green getting clocking him real quick, and then um, a couple of videos where you know getting mouthy a little bit, you know, Steph had to talk to him. So as far as personality fit in the locker room, um, how's he viewed in Golden State? Is he looked at as a cancer locker room? Or is, he just, no. is he just a guy who's more like of a dog, got that attitude, he's got that chip? Or and or is it is this a situation where, you know, a change of scenery can kind of, he can kind of emerge into a leader? 
Yeah, I think I think a change of scenery was exactly what he needed. I would definitely would not call him a cancer in the locker room. He he talks. He you know he talks. He talks. You know what, man? He, he's not afraid to be to to you know talk smack with other players. Uh, his his locker was right next to Draymond Green's. Um, so the way I always described Jordan Poole and the Warriors was he's the little brother who sometimes got under your skin because it wasn't just Draymond Green uh, who kind of snapped. Um, you saw Stephen Curry in a game get so frustrated by Jordan Poole's shot selection that he threw his mouthpiece. Um, it, it flew into the stands. And so because of that, he got ejected and, and Stephen Curry does not get ejected from games often. So, he, and you know, and then th- that same clip you're referring to where he kind of uh, pushed off Draymond when Draymond was trying to console him late in the season, he did the same thing to Clay Thompson. He's just, he, he's got emotion. He's an emotional player. Uh, he, you know, he's not afraid to, of anything really. I mean, so, you know, he'll talk smack. Um, but I wouldn't definitely not call him a cancer. He's a good dude. Uh, just him and Draymond, like they were just two very alpha type A personalities. Um, and, and they just clashed a lot there. The Michigan, Michigan State thing, I think was understated. That actually sometimes got those two going. Uh, but no, I would I would certainly not call him a cancer. He's a good dude. I would agree with with what you said, which is that a change of scenery, I think, what was necessary. And um, I don't know who your head coach is. I sincerely apologize for that right now. Um, I'm just brain farting there. But whoever the coach, who is it? I'm I'll, sorry, give you, I'll give you a hint. It's um, So it's the one – so we have one championship in our franchise. This guy's dad was oh, the MVP. Unselled? There you go. Yep. You got okay, it. So, okay. yep. All right, so it's Unseld's kid. So, so yeah. Unseld's what, what the one thing they need to do with him with Jordan Poole is remind him constantly to not take difficult shots. That is his kryptonite. He sometimes, instead of passing the ball, uh, it, it, you know, instead of maybe attacking the paint, because he's good at that, he gets free throw attempts. He oftentimes will settle for these really difficult shots where he's he thinks he's Stephen Curry and no one is Stephen Curry. And so that is where you will have issues with him. And Whoever, <clears throat> whatever Unsold has to do to, to coach that out of him, if, if they can remind him, look, man, like you don't have to force your, your deep shots. You have four other teammates on this floor. If, if you can coach that in Jordan Poole, you're going to get a phenomenal player, man. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, you know, very often in the NBA, it was a sports period that, you know, guys that have passion, you know, they label them, you know, locker room cancers or then you have issues. And I just don't agree with that assessment, man. Yeah. I think that he has that drive. He has that dog in him, which I love, man. You know, this past season, me and E, we said a lot that we need a roster full of dogs. You know, too much <laughs> finesse. We need some dogs, man. I love his attitude. I love the way he talks. I love yeah. it. I love attitude, man. You know, I'm an old school basketball guy, man. So I love people to talk smack, the dogs, you know. Um, what impressed me with him was that when we drafted Bilal Kulabali, he was that first guy who sent that text to him. That impressed me, especially for a young guy. You know, he's coming to the situation where he's looking at it like we are. It's a change of scenery. Time for me to kind of put my foot down and be that leader. And so I love everything I see from Jordan Poole so far as far as leadership. But as a player, man, look, between him and Kuz, they're going to shoot the ball. They're definitely yes, going to score, man. And I'm very, very excited to see the, um, both of these guys play together because. Yeah, and, and, know, and, at least for, and at least for me, like championship experience is an insanely valuable uh, intangible, right? I mean, you, 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 and, and you have two guys who have that. I mean, yep. they've both been there and done that. So that, that it's huge. No, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good, man. It's going to be an exciting year. I mean, obviously we're a rebuilding team, but who says you can't be an exciting rebuilding team? So exactly. Exactly. So before we move on, um, my man, he's going to talk to you all about prize picks tonight. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by 
Prize picks. You can actually use prize picks tonight for the summer league. You can place wagers on over, under, on points for even the NBA summer league, which is going on right now. Um, this is how it works. You pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, includes NBA summer league, NFL, MLB, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, cricket, and more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational over 30 states in Canada. Download the Price Picks app to, or go to PriceFix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, just to talk a little bit more about the pool party. Um, yeah. I think I've seen on your show as well that you had you got a pool party shirt. Yeah, it's a collector's um, item now, man. I, yeah. In fact, I, I, <laughs> we sell it. Uh, Rick Barry and I, the Hall of Famer, we have like a little clothing company and that's a collector's item, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know it's 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 weird. I can't wear that shirt anymore in terms of pride, but I still love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably get that shirt in DC now, probably red, white, and blue, for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, about the pool party, you t- you talked about the tough shots, um, and that kind of is a part of his game because he is he is a heat check game. You know, you look at the playoffs where he hit that half court shot, you know, and he takes some unorthodox shots for sure. Right. Um, but how, what are your thoughts about him playing? point guard or shooting guard we know he's a combo guard he can do both um but what are your thoughts on him possibly starting at the point guard position at the Washington I think he's perfect I think he's perfectly adept at either um I I actually honestly think like he should probably be a point guard just because defensively he sometimes struggles um when bigger players are matched up on him uh they could body him up uh you know they could you know he's he's just the, the defense is one of his issues and I don't know what the the answer to that is um, so his six, four, six, five frame would probably be better suited dealing with point guards who might be smaller. Cause he, he doesn't struggle with, with speed per se. Um, but he does have that traffic cone issue defensively sometimes where he just watches dudes blow by him. Um, but he's got the ball handling. The ball handling is sound. He can carry the, the offense. He can lead the offense. I, I personally uh, like him as a, as a point guard, much more than a shooting guard, even though I guess all these positions are, are just, you know, social constructs in theory, but he's it. Look, he's ultimately, he's a ball handler and he's great at that. He's a great passer. Um, you're going to be dazzled by some of the moves he, he, he does to get inside the paint, to set his teammates up. Um, no, you're going to be stoked. And, and I, my preference though, is for him to be a point guard, just because if you have him as a shooting guard, that's a small backcourt, unless you got a big uh, player to counteract that. So, um, but he could do either. He could do either. Right, 100%. Um, so I remember the game he had 31 against Memphis in the playoffs last year against Ja. That was huge. Um, yeah. What, what do you see that change from last year's playoffs to this year's playoffs? For, for, that's a good question. Because um, he increased the scoring from last year to this year. I mean, he averaged over 20 points a game this year. Um, but his three-point shooting went down. His field goal percentage went down. 
One weird category that went down was his free throw shooting. He actually was the number one free throw shooter in the NBA two years ago. They give a trophy for that now. And wow. so Stephen Curry handed the trophy to him at the start of last season. And that number went down like five percentage points approximately. I, I don't know why. Um, his turnovers went up. <clears throat> I think his assists went up though. What either assists or rebounding, one of those two went up a little bit. So in terms of efficiency, that was a part of his game that was a little alarming this this past year is that even though he he can score he can he can obviously put the bucket in the hole um his shooting percentages dipped and i think a huge reason for that personally is shot selection is instead of looking for that easier shot he oftentimes would just start doing this weird little uh uh tactic he does with his feet where like right when he's about to shoot he suddenly slides his feet uh to the right or left to get an, a, a better look but you're, but it, you're, you're. It's also challenging shooting like that, man. That's not natural. You're forcing it, and he does that a lot. Um, whereas two years ago, when they won the championship, he was not doing that that much. His free throw attempts, I believe, were higher. Um, he was just playing smarter. And I don't know if 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 that's where the punch might have come into play a little bit. It was hard to coach him. Like one of the worst things about that punch and that incident is that Draymond Green could no longer be the vocal leader he was last year. And Steve Kerr uh, didn't help things by not suspending Draymond Green because the impression in the locker room suddenly became Kerr of Kerr being like this veteran sympathizer. Uh, and so he lost a lot of the young players in that locker room period. And so maybe from that, it became harder to coach Jordan Poole. It became harder to kind of be stern with him, let him know, hey, man, you don't have to take all these shots. Uh, you know, and then and then there's a huge discrepancy as well between his numbers coming off the bench and him starting. Like as a starter, he averaged over 24 points a game. Um, and then and then when and and I was arguing the whole season last year, dude, you got to keep this guy in the starting lineup. But Clay Thompson refuses to come off the bench. That's just not even a, a discussion. So unless Clay or someone's hurt, um, Jordan Poole just didn't have a space, didn't have any space in the starting lineup. When he's a starter, he is awesome. Uh, even his shooting numbers, his percentages are higher. Higher, uh, so it could be just something as simple as that. That maybe just in his head, he is ingrained to be a starter and not a bench player. Maybe it was coaching, um, but whatever it is, like he just needs to be smarter with his shot selection. Charles Barkley, who in my opinion is is there mostly for comedic reasons, um, but he said something very astute about Jordan Poole, which is that he takes difficult shots, and he and I, and I think he compared him to J.R. Smith or somebody. Uh, in terms of another player who could have been a lot better in this league if he just did not force so many shots, if he looked for open players sometimes and passed it. Uh, so that's Jordan Poole for you, man. Like, he's better as a starter, and I feel like he's going to start in Washington, which is a huge positive. Um, and if he if he is just a little more selective with his shot, those percentages will go up. And I imagine that happening for Washington, man. I think you guys are going to be stoked. Definitely, yeah. You, you got me excited, man. You got me hyped to see Jordan Poole for sure. Um, the free throw percentage um, thing is very interesting. I didn't know there was a trophy for that. That's really cool. I know. It's new. It's new. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he averaged three turnovers a game, which is pretty bad. So he's got to improve on that. But, um, yeah, I, you, you got me pumped for Jordan Poole. You can, go, you can go ahead, Brandon. You should be, man. I mean, he's, he's not a bad player. Like, it's a lot of the fans were not stoked that he got traded. I mean, this wasn't like a, a move that was universally, like, endorsed. I mean, you know, you have, the, you have a portion of the fan base that will be happy no matter what they do because they're that loyal. Uh, you have a, a portion of the fan base that, you know, is has some skepticism. Uh, but, look, he was on a championship team, and, and and you just traded him away 
uh, for 38-year-old. Yeah, for, on, on this side of the, of the equation, a lot of people are perplexed by the move. I mean, you, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're Washington, you should be stoked, man. He's a solid player. Yeah, I mean, because Chris Paul, a lot, of, a lot of the reports were that, you know, either he was going to get bought out or waived or, you know, I mean, the fact that we got some value for him and a, and a, and a pick. Yeah. I mean, is, 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 I think the Wizards made it, they made out really good with this trade. Agreed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Absolutely. I already got his jersey on order, man. So I'm already rocking this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, the fact that we are a rebuilding team, and he's only 24 years old, and he's Correct. not even in his prime yet. Correct. Do you see him as a guy who can be a franchise cornerstone that the Wizards can kind of build upon going forward? Or do you think that as far as the best-case scenario for the trajectory of his career – that he would be maybe, you know, traded for assets. Do you think that he can be that guy as far as, a, you know, cornerstone for this franchise? Could be, yes. I I, I couldn't say no to that. Um, first of all, he just turned 24. So he's going to be 24, like, all of next year. Um, he's young. Yeah, so so he's going to grow. He's going to get better. Um, that's where coaching, I think, is going to be very important, right, is, is he's going to need some guidance in terms of not repeating mistakes. Um, so... To answer your question, yes. Uh, I, and I don't know if he's ever going to be like, you know, a focal piece of like a, a championship team. Might be. Um, I think if you're looking at rosters and thinking, okay, we want to win a championship, he'd probably be like your third or fourth best, fourth best player. If you're looking at your roster and thinking, hey, man, we just want to make the playoffs, he could be the best. Uh, probably more ideally the second best. Um, but you're getting you're getting a very like high caliber player with a tremendous skill set again he's not going to be a disruption in the locker room um he's not the one who threw the punch he got punched you know so it's just uh he's a good dude man he's a good dude and i think you guys scored a, a great player yeah i totally agree man i'm very excited because like i said he hasn't even hit his prime yet and he's already shown that he can score at a high level man yeah so i'm very yep. very excited to see him in dc so as you know bradley bill our former franchise player uh was sent to phoenix and phoenix is trying to create this super team um, Golden State, how scared are you of the Phoenix Suns this year? Incredibly, man. I mean, I literally just finished recording before I jumped on with you guys. Um, and dude, the, this entire the entire Warriors community fan base, where they're freaking out because the tallest player on the Warriors roster right now is six nine. I mean, Kyle Kuzma would come in here and be the tallest dude if he was added. Uh, they're a, a a small aging team. And me personally, I'm like really frustrated with Steve Kerr uh, just because while he was clearly the right person for the job when he came in, they got four titles. Um, he has not proven at all that he can develop players. He hasn't proven at all that he can manage a team with with a mix of young, young and old. Um, you know, we saw what happened last year. It was it was just a complete mess. It was dysfunctional. Um, so, no, we're freaking out here, man, because I, I feel like. The, the, the coaching staff, more specifically Kerr, maybe ownership. We have a new GM now. Bob Myers was a savant, man. The guy was a brilliant front office executive, and we just lost him for, for nothing. And uh, now we have Mike Dunleavy Jr., who was never well-liked here because as a former number three pick, he was awful. 
and now he's the GM. And so, you know, we're, we're holding off judgment until we actually, you know, see what he does. But so far when their biggest free agent acquisition is, is Corey Joseph, you know, I mean, that's not exactly someone to get excited about. He's a third string point guard. Um, again, they have no size. I mean, come on Looney at six, nine and their and their second round draft pick trace Jackson Davis. I mean, they're both six, nine and that's your size along with Draymond green. They got size issues. They're not going to be Denver. Uh, you know, even though the nugget, even though the Suns are a bit more of a finesse team, you're not beating Phoenix right now. They just got deep, man. They just completely fortified their bench. So the warriors are in trouble right now. I, I don't know what the end end game is here, but uh, this team looks an awful lot like the 2013 Lakers. That's the vibe I'm getting right now, man. Because the 2013 Lakers, uh, want, they 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 trade. They gave away two first round picks to get a 38 year old Steve Nash. Uh, the Warriors give up one, but they also give up Jordan Poole to get Chris Paul. And if if the if they somehow think there's going to be a different result than what the Lakers went through that season, which was I believe a seven seed, and that was the year Kobe uh, uh, tore his Achilles. Um, I, they're delusional. The Warriors are in trouble. This, they, we're not stoked here right now. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, all roads go through Denver, regardless, you know. But you can never count Golden State out because you know chemistry. You can't put a price on chemistry. You know that that chemistry is amazing with them. So before True. I pass the mic to my guy, um, when does the dynasty end? I mean, what what is what is uh the, kind of the long term vision for this dynasty? This season could very likely be a last dance except there won't be a trophy at the end of it. Um, look, here's what it all comes down to. It, this season will come down to really to two things. One is, is Clay Thompson done? Like was last season an anomaly and, and maybe he saw some gas left in the tank. He wasn't well conditioned. Uh, he wasn't uh, going through his normal workout regimen the previous off season because um, he tore his Achilles playing pickup basketball. And that was one, that's one of his key like workouts in the off season is, is playing on the blacktop in Southern California. And he didn't do that at all. And we saw a slightly slower, I don't want to call him fat, but he, he wasn't as lean as he's been in years past. So Clay Thompson aged this year and whether or not that's the trajectory he's going to go down, which is just worse and worse and worse. I don't know. But if that's, if that is the path, they're screwed. If they, if they can get another good year out of Clay Thompson and you can get growth out of Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, these are two players that, were massively mishandled by Kerr last year, man. We we saw we didn't see Kaminga play in the Lakers series, and the Lakers were killing them with size. Um, and Kaminga's six eight, man. He's a big body. He's a big boy. He's young. So if we see Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, and they actually ascend it to to fulfill their potential, yeah, man, this thing could keep going for another year or two. Um, but if these two young players are not, you know, uh, budding superstars, and Clay Thompson is is continuing down this trajectory of regression. They're done. They're done. I mean, I don't see how they could beat the Nuggets. I don't even see right now how they beat how they could beat the Suns. I don't see how they could beat the Lakers, who got a lot better. Um, you know, they finished as a sixth seed last year, and all they did this offseason was add a 38-year-old point guard. They gave away their Jordan Poole for him. So I, I don't, yeah, I there there is a divide, I think, between what you logically see with this team and then what the brass thinks they see with their team. I'm curious, but I'm not. I'm not excited, man. I don't know what you guys see, but that's my feeling on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see the 30 uh, year old point guard and Chris Paul. He's really good at race walking now in the State Farm commercials. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but I do think he's going to kind of steady the ship at the end of the games. You know, Clay does take a lot of uh, heat check shots, a lot of tough shots. Same thing with Steph. I mean, that's just what they're good at. Yeah, but I do think Chris Paul is a guy that will will kind of steady the ship and calm the guys down and get some sets in. 
in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's the po- that's the one positive I could bring up from Chris Paul. Yeah, um, it's positive. I, and I heard Draymond. Draymond was on with Paul George, I think, yesterday on on, on George's podcast, and he brought up the point of Chris Paul. Um, helping Jonathan Kaminga elevate his game yeah. and take that next next step. If that happens, great. I'm stoked. But I mean, I, look, this I, I've been calling the Warriors a team of hobbits lately. They're a small team, man. The average height in the NBA uh, is six seven. The tallest player in the Warriors is six nine. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking doing this. And they're not getting anybody in free agency. All they can do is use the veteran minimum. No one wants to come to them right now for some reason. Yeah, it's it, this is sketchy times, man. Very sketchy. 100%. So last, I just wanted to, what do you, what do you think about uh, Pat Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins? Uh, which one out of the two do you think has the most potential? They're, they're obviously very different. Patrick Baldwin Jr. W- was not projected to be a first round draft pick last year. Um, Bob Myers picked him largely because a, he came out of high school as a total uh, hyped up, you know, projected to be a, a future superstar type player. He went to Milwaukee, played for his dad didn't work out so well. Uh, he was injured most of that season too. When you see Patrick Baldwin shoot, his shooting form is beautiful. It looks like Clay Thompson's. Um, and he's 6'10". He's a big boy. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys go to media days or, or, or cover the team in person. Um, but if you do, you, you and you stand next to Like, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a massive human being. Unfortunately, he's not super aggressive. Um, maybe that's something that will come out in time. But he was never projected to be a big either. He was drafted mostly because he's got a beautiful shooting for man. I mean, that is, it's just a nice shot. And if that starts coming through, you you got to steal there. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not he develops and becomes this player that he could be. Ryan Rollins is a player. The Warriors actually spent a million dollars to move up, I think, six spots in the draft last year in the second round to get Ryan Rollins out of Toledo. Um, they thought he was going to be uh, NBA ready. He wasn't, but um, he averaged nearly 19 points a game for the G League team last year. And that was after a very slow start. So like by the end of the season, he was putting up 25, 30 points a night routinely. Now, granted, this was for the G League team, but Ryan Rollins could be a great player. Like of those two, I would put much more um, hope uh, and, and invest myself emotionally into Ryan Rollins just because he could be a real NBA player. We could be seeing this guy for the next 10, 15 years. Patrick Baldwin Jr., if he stays healthy, has a place in the game just because he's 6'10", and he's going to stretch the floor. Uh, no one's going to leave him open to shoot threes. Um, so I, those are like weird little nuggets you got besides Jordan Poole that I think helps your roster a lot. The Ryan Rollins part of it is what I'd be most, much more excited for, though, uh, just because he could turn into a very good NBA player. Wow, yeah, I liked him coming out of Toledo. He's a guy who has some athleticism to his game, some pops, some explosiveness. Yeah. He's a combo guard, too. Um, we have a lot of point guards, but we definitely need some more young, young talent at that point guard spot. And wow. then Pat Baldwin being 6'10 and a shooter, we need more shooting for sure. I've heard the Michael Porter Jr. comparison. Uh, so he still has a long yeah. way to get to, to – to, Bigger, though, but he's bigger. Yeah. He's like two inches taller and – and just bigger. He's, he's a big dude. Like it's, I was very surprised. He's a gentle giant. Like he's a, he's quiet. <laughs> uh, you know, again, you don't, you don't sense a lot of aggression from him, but if, if that part of him is, is tapped where he's actually out there acting like a beast, like he could be a, a, an incredible player, dude. Wait, uh, text me when you see him w- shoot, when you start seeing him shoot the ball and let me know what you think about that four, man. Cause it's beautiful. It's like, it's textbook. I, I don't like if you, if you had to create a computer model of like the perfect <laughs> shot, that it, it would be him 
his it's it's exemplary that's why he got picked in the first round and um you know if that turn if he turns into something that's amazing so i think you, you I, yeah i I'm, i'd be stoked if i was a wizards fan just on those two alone besides jordan pool okay yeah. yeah i think they're playing on summer i think they will be playing in the first summer league game on saturday at eight o'clock so i'll probably be texting you around uh 8 30 eastern time yeah let me know please yeah <laughs> all right brandon did you have anything before we wrap it up um got a question um Real quick before we roll, I always yeah. put everybody on the spot, man. So, all time top five, uh, really starting five for the Warriors. All time, we got for the Warriors. Um, that's a good one. Well, I mean, obviously, you got you got you you have to take most of it from the dynasty just because they weren't winning a lot before this came. So, Steph, Clay, and Dre are obviously on there. Rick Barry is obviously on there. Um, and then the fifth, I guess, comes down to whether or not. You want someone who like really invested himself. So I guess the fifth could either be like a Chris Mullen, um, or if you're looking at a player who was here briefly, was successful, you could look at Kevin Durant or, or Will Chamberlain. Um, but I'm but I'm a loyalist man. I like players who stay with their teams long term. So I'm gonna go Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Chris Mullen, uh, Rick Barry, and Draymond Green. Small team, but they will blow you out of the water. Dang, no Monte Ellis. No, 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 I'm just being he's all right, man. But as an all timer, no, no, he's not, he's not in there. No, I, I like, I would put Baron Davis in ahead of him. Um, if we're gonna go to like the We Believe teams and stuff like that, but that's just me. I don't know. Cool, I can dig it, man. <laughs> so, nah, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm good, yeah, dude. It was fun. Thank you guys, man. Pleasure, definitely, definitely. Yep, so. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check us out this week for covering the NBA Summer League. And make sure you guys follow our guy, Cyrus Satsas. Thank you, sir. <laughs> At <laughs> Dog Surf Roadshow on Twitter. Yeah, that's so, a weird name, too. But and I, and the only reason why I even roll with that is because, like, I had this podcast back in 2015 or 16 for Yahoo Sports. It was called the Dog and Surf Roadshow. Really eclectic program. And so I created this Twitter account dog surf roadshow to reflect that and then twitter verified that account and not my personal one so then i just started rolling with that and that's where we are yeah dog surf roadshow thanks man thanks for having me yep anytime thank you guys for listening make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on youtube subscribe to us wherever you guys get a podcast hail to the wizards peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.